Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It's the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here with Ron Luce this evening. We are discussing a 6-3 Blackhawks loss, one that got away from him. Ron, uh, before we jump in, I guess we'll have the pleasantries. Uh, how you doing? Ah, you know, I was doing good, Johnny. I was doing good all the way up until about the end of the second period. Uh, and then I, I was a little sad. But as you mentioned, we'll uh, we'll get into that. But otherwise, Johnny, I'm doing well. How are you, sir? Yeah, Ron, it's, I mean, it's always good to be on here talking with you, um, airing out some uh, Blackhawks content. But unfortunately, it's a loss uh, that we're talking about. So probably going to be a little bit sour, a little salty uh, on this episode. As I mentioned, um, you know, not, not just like your standard loss where you're down and chasing it and maybe made it close. Uh, you're up in this one and let it slip away. So that, that's the most disappointing here. Uh, a 6-3 loss to close out series in Florida and you get swept. So uh, insult to injury there. Um, we'll, we'll get into all that. But before we do, uh, listeners, make sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com. That's where you can find all of our articles and podcasts, all that good stuff there. Uh, anything Chicago related beyond just the Blackhawks there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ontapsportsnet.com. And then uh, you can go and subscribe, rate, and review uh, the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And then these shows, as soon as they're dropped, will show up right in your queue so you don't miss one. All right, um, Ron, as I mentioned here, uh, the 6-3 loss to the Panthers, that, that results in a sweep here. Um, Blackhawks still sitting uh, there in the bottom of the, excuse me, the fourth place last uh, playoff spot in the Central Division. So that's okay. Um, but the fashion in which they lost tonight, I think is what irks me the most. Um, go ahead and air out your initial thoughts. And I have two that are fairly brief after that. I'll get to. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you mentioned this game and, and just the feeling of it. I, I think I have the same feeling right now that I had after that Tampa Bay game when they pissed away a three goal lead as well. Um, felt very similar uh, in some ways, I think maybe a little different. I think the, the Hawks had better pace overall in this game, but, uh, just kind of in general, that's that's kind of the first thing I get. But like you said, I, I think it tonight was just a weird game. Like it, I, to me, it wasn't a lack of effort. Like they didn't play that terribly. Um, but unfortunately, Florida just showing that they're they're the real deal. Um, and of course, Blackhawks legend Gustav Forsling, um, you know, putting a couple daggers into the backs of Blackhawks fans everywhere, watching him score and uh, assist on another. So. You know, tough, tough loss, but um, overall, you know, just it's disappointing, Johnny. Yeah. So uh, for building on kind of what you said, it's interesting. You said, you know, you didn't like really hate the effort overall. I didn't hate stretches of it, but overall, I guess my biggest one initial thought was not matching the intensity for 60 minutes. Mm. Um, And they they obviously did not do that on Saturday night either. Played an okay first half of the game, uh, but then let it slip. And that seemed to be the case here again tonight. So that's an unfortunate trend. And obviously, you know, the losses don't help. Uh, Sometimes you can get bailed out by some timely goal scoring uh, in games like that. Uh, That was the case tonight and then the other one is the special teams uh, are the killer tonight man uh you just overall uh, i was going to get into this later but i'll just bring it up right now uh blackhawks 0 for 4 on the power play they didn't generate a shot on their first two power play chances in the first period that's pitiful and then uh F- they florida uh they scored on two of three of their opportunities and they also scored a shorthanded goal um on one of the blackhawks uh probably their yeah their last power play opportunities so um special teams a killer for me tonight and that and then just you know not matching uh florida's intensity for 60 minutes but i will take a step back and at the end of the day um ron yeah you know sure we we're talking about you know we want the blackhawks to win here and talking about what they need to do to adjust and move forward and all that stuff but at the same time 
Florida's a real deal, as you mentioned. Uh, they, they are a team that is uh, right up there in challenging, I think a lot more tightly contested uh, than most people would have predicted, than I probably would have predicted before the year. I thought they'd be good, but not up at like that almost Tampa Bay Lightning uh, level of good. And that's really where they're at. They, they are not too far uh, behind there. And Tampa lost tonight. So uh, Florida gain, you know, uh, the extra points against the Blackhawks tonight. They, they are the real deal. So I do, I do need to give them uh, props there as well. So uh, let's break this down in the first period. As I mentioned, uh, this is where the Blackhawks two uh, power plays happened that they didn't have a shot on. And that's just pitiful. That's about the only commentary I have on it. Uh, it was kind of a penalty ridden period. Um, they, they took some of their own and um, you know, the Florida Panthers in that first period were able to get one of their first power play goals. Uh, and that was an Owen Tippett. You know, this is kind of bad puck luck though, Ron, um, the, the shot that went in for Florida, it, it was Owen Tippett from the left circle and he shoots it. It goes off of Murphy first deflects to Dehan out in front, who is in the right position, but it just hits off his skate uh, and goes in. I'm kind of getting out of order here as a second goal uh, of this period, but um, that just kind of stood out to me uh, from this one. So a little bit bad puck luck to start. Uh, but before that, it was Kane uh, 10 38, uh, with a nice play. I, I do have to say, let's talk about a positive here, Ron. And that was a, a lot of questions around, you know, David Camp <laughs> playing mm -hmm. with between Patrick Kane and Alex Dabrinkit coming in. Everybody kind of made a mockery out of it. And then what does he go and do? Wins a puck battle, steals it away, uh, and, you know, drops it back to Patrick Kane. And Patrick Kane does what Showtime does. Yeah, it, it almost feels like David Camp in a lot of ways is kind of playing that Artem Anisimov role on that line um, when it was Panarin, Anisimov, Kane. Um, you have your two superstar wingers. You have your scores. They need that guy in the middle that can go and get those pucks in the corner that's not afraid to go to the net and create havoc. And David Camp is really that perfect player. And Johnny, to, to take it a step further, uh, obviously our, our boy Austin Padu, Blackhawks D-Zone on Twitter, loves David Camp, probably president of the David Camp fan club, just like you are president of the Ryan Carpenter fan club. But he's been really good all year. I think a lot of – he's been very under the radar because he's not scoring a ton of points, but just in general, playing very well, killing penalties, playing up and down the lineup. And, yeah, you mentioned it tonight, He a good effort play from Camp, and it leads to an early Hawks lead. Um, and then that tippet goal, like you mentioned, yeah, puck luck is is a real bitch. Um, unfortunately, you know, it, it bit the Hawks tonight. And that's just kind of the, of a deflating goal, really, uh, as you enter that first intermission. Yeah. And, and on the uh, just real quick on that goal, you know, uh, Blackhawks not doing themselves any favors. Uh, they need to have more discipline just straight up. I don't know how else to say it. Um, that needs to be instilled uh, because, you know, the penalty kill has not been hot as of late. Uh, I think we all know that they did turn in a decent performance in one of the games against the Stars. Uh, but the first game of that series and the last game of the Tampa series, most notably, um, th those are bad penalty kill ones. And then tonight, again, another stinker uh, on the PK. So you just got to be more disciplined and not have those opportunities, uh, you know, whether that be, you know, guys actually, you know, really walking down and sniping one or if they're getting puck luck like that. Um, either way, you're, you're giving them the opportunity to hold the zone like that. I, I like the Anisimov comparison, though, Ron. Uh, that's, you know, I think Anisimov had a little bit more skill to his game, but from the same, you know, serving the purpose of the role and then what's surrounding him too, obviously, Alex Jabrinkit is not Artemi Panarin, but, you know, I get the vibe that you're going for there. And uh, it's kind of interesting. And, you know, you got to have a guy that wins faceoffs. They were brutal at the dot on Saturday night. So uh, that was kind of like a last straw thing. Uh, you know, you pull the fourth line center up, uh, let him center the top two guys, uh, your other, you know, top two wingers. So um, the interesting play by Jeremy Collin, but at least it paid off for that one goal. Um, and then, like I mentioned, uh, that, that kind of puck luck bad puck luck goal uh and that left us at 1-1 at the first intermission second period 
Ron, was wide open. Uh, we, we had four goals uh, in this one, two for each side, and it was the Blackhawks first. And this was kind of surprising to me, Ron, um, because to start the second period, Florida was really dominating the possession, and they were pinning the Hawks in their own zone for extended shifts. Uh, but then, you know, they, they were kind of being aggressive, so the Blackhawks found some holes. Uh, DeHaan makes a really nice stretch pass. Uh, up to Matias Yanmark, who feeds Kershev out in front, and he just one times at home past Bobrovsky. Uh, that was a really sweet looking goal, just a great play all around. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, like you said, beautiful play by Kershev. Uh, Aaron Ekblad, who I, I mean, uh, probably one of the most underappreciated defensemen in the NHL, if you ask me, but he overcommits just a little bit to Yanmark on that play, and it leaves uh, it leaves Mr. Phillip with two P's or three P's technically. Uh, open on the on the back door to, to bang it home uh behind Bobrovsky I love the visual of it too because I love you know the way Kurashev he's kind of tight in with Yanmark and then he spaces mm-hmm. out and opens up the sticks so a good awareness by the youngster there um the next goal was another uh youngster that we've been loving to talk about on the show Ron uh, and it was Brandon Hagel just straight up net front presence uh doing the dirty work uh getting involved um you know Duncan Key is Pia Suter made a nice play to start this whole thing off I'll start there uh, and he out uh battles Anthony Duclair for a puck rings it up the left half wall to Keith and he kind of just cocked one back, uh, shoots it to flex off of Bobrovsky first, I think, and then off of Hagel and uh, falls right at his feet. And Hagel's in the right position, has the inside position, which is huge. And he uh, buries that home. It's uh, everything Hagel, baby. Everything Hagel, the uh, the inspiration for the Cool and Tough Award, uh, getting the job done really with a cool and tough play. You, you take a puck right off your body, drops in the blue paint, and you smack it in as you're about to get absolutely obliterated by a Florida defender. So, uh, nice play by Hagel. Love to see him continue. It's good to see the goals coming now for him after he was kind of snake bitten there at the start of the year. Um, so, you know, his effort is really paying off. And a guy we need to mention on it, Dominic Kubelik getting an assist on it, just continuing to have a very nice, quiet season with, as the third uh, scorer right now in terms of uh, total points on this team behind, obviously, Kane and Debrinkit. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we talked about supplementary scoring and obviously to bring it Kane, your heavy hitters, but yeah, you need those guys uh, to be chipping in. And I think it just kind of speaks to uh, Kubelik's offensive game growing outside of just being the sniper, even though we love the just fucking cranky goals. We're not, you know, we do here at Four Feathers. Always. It's wrong, but yeah, there is more to his game. And we, we've seen that uh, over the past couple of weeks. So uh, good to see there at least some positives. Um, and uh, just since we're making comparisons, you brought up the Artem Anisi one earlier for uh, David Kampf. I'll go with this looked like a um Dave Bolin goal for Brandon Hagel out in front mm. you agree I I do agree I love it that is a great comparison another one I kind of thought of maybe along the same lines too is kind of like an Andrew Shaw goal mm-hmm. like, yeah. it, it gets that vibes but I love the Dave Bolin comparison I could absolutely see Davey standing out in front of the net and, and yeah. scoring exactly like that yeah, Dave probably would have uh, tossed off his gloves and uh, thrown the stick and, you know, do the full yard sale, uh, 17 second style. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> Brandon Hagel uh, had the Blackhawks up 3 1 at this point. So we were feeling pretty good. That was at the 13 02 mark uh, for that second tally for the Hawks. Uh, and then Florida responds. Um, you know, it, it, another, when I come back to special teams, Ron, one of my first initial thoughts, it's just going to be a theme as we keep talking about this here. And this is uh, Aaron Eckblad, you know, like you had already heaped some praise on him. And uh, he is able to to uh, find the back of the net here on the power play. Um, and that was on the bracket tripping call. So, um, you know, the ticky tack kind of stuff, especially from a forward skill guy like that, um, you got to clean that up uh, from a discipline standpoint to even, you know, not put yourself in those uh, positions. But, hey, I'll give a stick tap to Ekblad because uh, he's a monster. 
Yeah, and, and let's talk about the fact that he's a defenseman. He has 10 goals already this season. How insane is that? But that's always kind of been his game. He's never been a big dish guy. He just plays really good defense, and he just cranks him from the point and scores like 12 goals every year. It's kind of weird. But, yeah, I mean, great play all around from them, and and obviously they continue their hot streak. That power play is dangerous, man. Guys like Huberto and Barkov. I mean, really, let's just let's, let's call a spade a spade here, Johnny. We mentioned how good they've been so far this year. If Florida was a bigger market team, the NHL coverage would be all over them because Huberto's a superstar. Barkov might be the best two-way center in the game besides maybe Patrice Bergeron right now. And, you know, they, they have Keith Yandel, who's a good offensive defenseman. They have Ekblad. They have guys like uh, Carter Verhage stepping up. And uh, some of these other guys now that kind of they filled their lineup out with that have done a really nice job. Alex Wenberg, another guy. Patrick Hornquist having a monster season two coming over in the trade from Pittsburgh. So, I mean – just, yeah, you can't give Florida power play chances, and that's exactly what happens, then they make you pay. Yeah, uh, so uh, that, that wouldn't be all, though. That made it 3-2 on the Ekblad goal. Uh, next one was an even-strength goal for Florida, and it was old friend, I guess, uh, friend, the term we'll use lightly here, uh, Gustav Forsling, and uh, he, he buried, you know, just cranks one from the point, and uh, unfortunately, multiple Blackhawks, and there were a couple Florida players in there, but uh, Nikita Zadorov, uh, Eddie O pointed it out on the broadcast, biggest guy on the ice, uh, standing right in front of your goalie, taking away his eyes, so that does you no favors, and obviously there was some nuts front presence by florida there too um but you know that one's a bitch you you gotta block it or get out the way that's what i say yeah absolutely Uh, if you're nikita zadora you just you can't be a a pylon don't become jan ruda don't become pylon ruda for me like he's he's already in my doghouse johnny and that just doesn't make it any better and you're you're that big just go go and clear a guy you know you don't don't have to take a penalty on him but you you've got a big frame use it you use your backside use your backside and get you know plant your skates on the ice and then push a little bit you know, I'm doing it visually for you. The listeners can't see this, but you know what I'm saying. You use yeah. that momentum then and use the big body to screen them out. So either way, um, that goal uh, made it 3-3 uh, at the end of the second period. And as we go into the third period, all the scoring was Florida. And um, this was another one, special teams, once again, coming back and biting you in the ass. Uh, Blackhawks had a power play chance. And, uh, you know, a little mix-up, fall down in the offensive zone, leads to a rush the other way. A uh, shot comes through from the left point, I believe. And, uh, you know, Boquist was the one who had kind of gotten trapped up there, so he couldn't get back uh, completely to cover Barkov. And he was the one that uh, grits it out in front of the net um, after Lankanid had not held on to it. And uh, this was the eventual uh, game winner and backbreaker, Ron. Yeah, and and Johnny, you said it perfectly, right? Special teams will kill you, especially in this type of situation. You can't be giving up shorthanded goals. Um, Again, to a good Florida Panthers team on both sides of their special teams, not only on the power play, but also shorthanded because they have offensive weapons like Alexander Barkov, who also killed penalties down there. And yeah, I mean, great. It was really just an effort play. I mean, it wasn't Barkov, you know, no crazy snipe, you know, dangle snipe Sally situation. Nothing like that. Just muscles to the net. As you mentioned, Lankinen can't hang on to the puck. And unfortunately, he's able to bang it home. And like you said, that was that was the nail in the coffin, ultimately, uh, for yeah. the Blackhawks tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the Blackhawks would pull the goalie for uh, the empty net multiple times, and uh, Florida banged two home. Uh, Carter Verhage, uh, so he comes up just one short of my prediction. I said he was going to have three goals against us this series. He always seems to do that. Uh, he has two. Uh, he had one on Saturday night, one tonight. Um, you know, be it empty net here tonight. And then Wenberg uh, adds another one with just uh, under a minute left to go. And that was all she wrote here. Um, you know, 
It is, it is a tough one to swallow around, especially when you have a 3-1 lead here. So uh, hit me with some observations overall. Yeah, uh, I mean, Johnny, I think you said it perfectly right. I, they just got killed on on special teams tonight on both sides. And and that's really a difference maker in a lot of hockey games. And, and tonight it proved the case. Uh, the Blackhawks power play has been very cold lately, too, which is very concerning after their hot start being the best power play in the league there for a while. Uh, top five, at least for sure, and percentage most of the season now. And unfortunately, now they're, you know, kind of regressing and 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 not taking advantage of those opportunities that they get. What, 0 for 4, I think we said at the top of the show, Johnny, on the on the power play tonight for the Blackhawks. So that was tough. And then, you know, the other big uh, kind of observation for me is just I got to keep reminding myself this is a young hockey team. They're a retooling hockey team. I don't want to use rebuild because the Hawks themselves couldn't even use the word rebuild. So we'll call it a retool. You know, they're young. You got guys like Hagel and Kurashev out there. You've got young defensemen like Mitchell and and Boakvist. And, you know, so it's it this one's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. But I think it's a good lesson for some of these young guys of like, hey, especially when we're playing these top three right now in the central division, you cannot get lazy. You cannot be sloppy because you know, if you think you're comfortable with a two goal lead, they're going to make you pay. Tampa did it earlier, you know, with the six unanswered and that six, three win for them. Um, I believe it was just last Sunday now. And, uh, you know, and then on this one tonight, you, you give up essentially five, almost, you know, yeah, almost five unanswered. So, or it was five unanswered. So you can't have it. I mean, granted two were empty nets, but that's my observation, Johnny young team. They, okay. Effort. Uh, like you said, good stretches, I think is a mm-hmm. great way to put it, yep. but just couldn't get the job done. Yeah. And you're just going to have to uh, bring that, you know, we, uh, I follow, you know, Illinois basketball, obviously exciting time for them, but I'm going to steal a term from him, Ron. Uh, and since there was no fans at any big 10 games, regular, you know, season games this year, um, they had had a term for their bench guys and uh, you know the the staff the coaching staff all that and it was bring your own juice well guess what blackhawks you're on the road here you're on a skid uh you know you got one win in dallas which is nice but still uh you split that series you get swept by florida here obviously you lost the last uh um you lost uh two of three uh to the lightning overall even though you know one of those was overtime uh lost in that before so uh, either way the, the the bottom line is you're on a skid you're on the road too you're going to tampa bay i believe they're allowing fans back now uh so they'll at least be a little bit in there but you're the visiting team you got to bring your own juice when we go and play tampa bay on thursday night ron um th- that's my biggest like adjustment going forward uh you just got to find it and you know i'll take a socks term then too. find the will to win uh, get out there and execute and do it sure you need a little puck luck you need a little um you know mojo maybe converting on special teams would probably help too uh in this category but uh either way you, you just got to find a way to do it and, and nut up and it's uh I hate to say it, um, you know, silver lining and stuff, but it can be a learning moment. It can be a teaching moment here for this team, uh, especially because, um, you know, Saturday night was kind of more of your standard loss. It was a 4-2, so not it doesn't seem as lopsided. And they also played they played okay for the first, I'd say, 30, 35 minutes of that hockey game on Saturday night. Um, but it, it was stretches tonight, and you, you got to be able to do it for a full 60 uh, if you, if you want to be competitive in this league. Yeah, and, and especially against the top teams right now in the Central. I mean – Carolina, the Hawks seem to run okay with for the most part outside of one really bad game. I think so far this year, they've been pretty, pretty tight with Carolina most of the time, but it's just Tampa and Florida, man, right now they are just tough, tough teams uh, that you got to, especially as a young hockey team. I love the term, bring your own juice. I think that's perfect. You know, they're like you said, uh, there were some fans in the building night too in Florida. So like try and feed off of that. But I agree, especially in this season, like 
even in buildings that are allowing fans, like you still got to bring your own juice. I feel like that's just a, a great way to approach a game in general. Bring your own juice. You don't even need to feed off of anybody. Yeah. You feed off of yourself and uh, especially feed off your teammates. Team. Yeah, exactly. And like, especially a young hockey team that really has nothing to lose this year, bring that juice and just play balls to the walls and see what happens. You're going to win more often than not. If you do that, yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but I would rather them make aggressive mistakes than make tentative mistakes. Ron, I think that's a uh, great, great way to describe that. Um, kind of summarize what that whole saying uh, was about. So, um, you know, with this, you talked about playing these top central teams. It's weird to say, but we will be playing the third place Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on uh, uh, Thursday night uh, because they lost to Nashville today to split their series. Um, we'll get into a little bit more of that with the preview. But either way, uh, to kind of cap this one off, uh, this win bounces Florida uh, up into the top spot as of right now as we're recording this year, 9.15 p.m. on uh, Monday night after this Blackhawks loss. Uh, Florida's in first uh, with 42 points, Carolina with 41 in second and uh, Tampa Bay uh, at third at 40 and the Blackhawks uh, sitting in fourth with 33 and Columbus uh, knocking on the back door, 29 points in fifth place there. So um, but we will get into that preview round before we do. Uh, we need a message from our sponsor, Manscaped. Hey guys, the weather's finally warming up. COVID spring break is right around the corner, and you know what that means? It's time for a party in your pants. Uh, Manscaped is here to ensure that that party never stops. Uh, for everyone preparing uh, for that this spring break, I have a 20% off discount for you using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, the waterproof cordless body trimmer, plus a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest or a ball shave. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. I use it myself and I can confirm. Be sure to use the Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your body, hair, and skin feeling healthy and fresh. Inside the package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a ball toner spray-on to keep the boys fresh all day. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. Go get 20% off and free shipping on all these great items by using the code ONTAP at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off and free shipping using the code ONTAP, all one word, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code ONTAP. We're back now at the Four Feathers Post Game Show. Thank you to Manscaped for that quick ad read there. Um, Ron, we're getting into now, uh, we're putting this one in the rearview mirror. Like I said, Blackhawks lost 6-3 here uh, Monday night at Florida. Um, staying in the Sunshine State, they will take on the Tampa Bay Lightning, who I just mentioned is in third place at the time of recording this. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, they do play a game uh, on Tuesday night, one of their makeups uh, with Dallas that got canceled due to either COVID or the winter storm. 
I don't even know what it is anymore, uh, which one they're making up. But either way, this is the uh, start of it. So probably a game that wasn't on the schedule. They're probably going to have the same amount of rest as the Blackhawks originally coming into this one. Uh, that's not the case now. Uh, they'll be playing one day, you know, uh, closer to that then. Uh, and, you know, back-to-backs there. Uh, but they will have, um, you know, the, the day off before uh, they do have to play the Blackhawks on Thursday night. So uh, what, what, what are you looking for from this matchup? I'm just looking for a better effort, Johnny. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me right now. We talked about it at length, uh, you know, the Hawks, these last two games, you know, played okay in stretches, played okay at times in the game, but didn't play, you know, well for a full 60 minutes. I would be very content if they go into the, to Tampa on Thursday night and they play a full, complete game and they still lose by maybe a goal or two versus what we saw tonight. So, I just, I need, like you said, bring your juice, bring your juice. It's, it's going to be a big game there. Tampa's a good team. You got two days of rest. So if you're a little worn down or whatever, you know, go to the beach, get a tan, do whatever you need to do to clear your mind. You know, there's, there's some ways around it with, you know, even with COVID this year. Um, And so hopefully they bring that better effort because I would really, really love to be talking about, um, you know, with you, Johnny, hopefully on Thursday, assuming uh, our scheduling works out here. I I hope we're talking about a black ox, uh, Blackhawks W in, in Tampa. I would say the biggest thing for a mental prep standpoint, don't let something like this. Sure. You need to go and review and see what went wrong. And that's probably going to make you feel like shit. No, no doubt. Obviously you're just looking at the result and the score uh, and some of the mistakes that you made. So you're going to have to do that, but you have to do that after a win or a loss, regardless. Remember what you've done uh, up until this point, you know, people didn't even expect you to be here. I I'd probably expect them to be in seventh place right now, Ron, uh, for being perfectly honest with ourselves. So, um, but remember what you've done and what got you to this point and draw back from that. Sure. It's a skid. Every team will go through skids though. Guarantee even f- the Florida Panthers, the mighty Florida Panthers that just beat us tonight will probably get cold for a little bit of a stretch and they'll have to find a way to pick themselves up once again, too. So uh, Blackhawks, if I'm, if I'm, you know, uh, any member of the coaching staff, that's what I'm drilling into. Hey, and also it's a team that you've beaten. Granted, it's been only once, uh, it, you know, getting the actual win. You know, you've gotten some points, poached some points from them in overtime and whatnot. Um, but you have beaten the Tampa Bay Lightning team before. I know there's a little extra uh, kind of um, sentimental value behind it because that was the day that Seabrook announced his retirement, uh, the night that the Blackhawks did get their one win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But you you have done it, and you played a really good game on that one before because uh, they played the back-to-back Thursday, Friday of last week, Ron. Remember how, played, how well they played uh, for the most part of that, um, you know, uh, overtime loss on that opening uh game of the series so uh draw from that and uh make the adjustments and for fuck's sake stay out of the goddamn box that's my bottom line yes absolutely penalties is is a killer for this hawks team right now and especially when you're playing good power plays yet again i mean obviously tampa's no joke they got guys like andre palat and stam coast and even without kucherov that roster's still loaded so i agree stay out of the damn box and you're not going to give tampa any free opportunities to just wail on kevin lankin and then that yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we look kind of specifics of this matchup, Ron, uh, we'll do six to click in a second. But um, McElhenney started in that tonight um, for Tampa. So you'd imagine they're going back to Vasilevsky on Tuesday against the Stars. And I would imagine he'll get the net again uh, in game one against the Blackhawks on Thursday. So uh, you're going to have to, you know, bring it. And my last thing is for uh, Patrick Kane. I know he's a minus two tonight, um, but he said four shots on goal. Keep shooting it. Uh, teammates keep getting him the puck. And uh, Kaner, uh, don't be afraid to wire it because he can find those little holes. Um, that, that'll be beneficial if he can sneak one or two past uh, 
Andre Vasilevsky, and uh, you know you're going to need everything you got uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So uh, roll with your top dogs. So uh, that's my last adjustment here. Ron, give me a stick to click. Who's getting done? Yeah, I mean, I I was taking a look and uh, at, at the stats when we were talking, Johnny, tonight as this game's or as our podcast has rolled on, and it's an easy one. You t- you just told them to keep shooting, but I need pa- I'm taking Patrick Kane because. The guy's, what, one of three players in the NHL right now with over 40 points already to this point in the season. Mm-hmm. If the Hawks make the playoffs, and Johnny, uh, you and I might have touched on this at one point. If the Hawks make the playoffs and Kane continues this pace, if he's not in consideration for the Hart Trophy for MVP, I would be deeply, deeply disappointed in the NHL. It's a great pick. I feel like, you know, Showtime's almost a good pick any night, um, obviously, but uh, we'll, we'll spread it out here. Uh, I've had Kane a little bit in recent weeks. So uh, I'm going to go with a guy who's also on the power play, and it's uh, Carl Soderberg. I've used him before. I'm going to go back to him again because if they are going to get that thing going and uh, start scoring there, he'll either be providing net front presence, uh, could lead to a tip in like he had against Dallas. Um, and I believe he's had since being moved and promoted to that top power play role. Uh, I think he does have three uh, tallies uh, with the man advantage. So uh, I'll go Soderberg and I like Kane. Uh, I feel like we could get a little combo there, Ron, maybe a little Kane shot. Uh, Soderberg with the screen, maybe taps in a rebound or he just, you know, takes away the goalie's eye, something like that. So uh, once again, uh, that game on Thursday night will be uh, 6 p.m. Central time start. Uh, NBC Sports Chicago uh, from Tampa Bay, though. Uh, Ron, you got a final thought for me before we close this thing down? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to more hockey. I think it's good that they get two quick off days, uh, especially in the Sunshine State. There's really no better place to have an off day in the U.S., if you ask me. Um, and then, you know, one quick thought. I, I will say, watch Adam Boakvist because – Interesting stat. He's played only 18 games because of the COVID and being benched and some stuff like that. 13 points, though, in those 18 games. So you mentioned the power play, Johnny. Both of our sticks to click on mm-hmm. the power play. I think watch for Bokefist to maybe factor into a play for Kane and Soderberg on Thursday night. Yeah, I, I like that. I'll build on that just slightly here, uh, and then we'll get out. But um, Adam Boquist had probably one of his best games of his career, not just this season, um, on Saturday night, and it was more on the defensive front too. So uh, I think that's just a point that we've spoken on here before, Ron, about getting him going, getting confidence with him. Uh, a little bit, you know, tough go of it tonight, you know, when you're minus two, but I think he can still build on Saturday night's performance. So I like that. Uh, keep an eye on Adam Boquist as well. So let's close it down, Ron. Three magic words. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. Let's go Hawks.